Hello, and welcome to today's episode of Not Defined by Endo with me, Teniola. I have been on a mission, a mission to find and amplify the voices of amazing people who have founded health-focused businesses, services, or not-for-profit organizations. These people are working really hard to make a positive difference in the lives of people battling different kinds of health issues or those just wanting to make better decisions regarding their health. Why am I doing this? Well, I'll tell you why. Living with illness is so difficult. Sometimes, no, most times, it consumes and overwhelms us. It takes over our lives until we feel like there is nothing left to enjoy. So I decided that this season of the podcast would focus on people doing something good for health. Many of these founders discovered strength from their own personal lives and stories and are making such a great impact. I wanted to speak to them, understand their motivations and get excited by what they have to offer. So join me on this journey and let's meet these inspirational people together. Today's episode is with Jody Hughes, the founder of the charity Endometriosis South Coast in the UK and a PhD student studying how endometriosis differs in different groups of people. Jody's endometriosis story begins at the tender age of 11 and like many of us, she has had to navigate a behemoth healthcare system, advocating for herself and others and raising awareness about the disease. Endometriosis is such a poorly funded and poorly researched disease and Jodi is working hard to change this by devoting her life to studying the impact of endo. For her undergraduate and master's studies, she researched the stress levels of patients with endometriosis and was able to obtain statistically significant results in both studies. Apart from doing research on endo, She also founded the all-inclusive charity called Endometriosis South Coast, supporting and educating those with endometriosis by running webinars and support groups. So join me today as I speak to Jodi and learn more about all she does. How are you? I'm tired. I'm very, very tired today. But yeah, how are you? I'm okay. I'm okay. I was actually tired as well. I had to have like a couple hours nap because, you know, and fatigue. (laughs) Um, So I totally understand. And I honestly, I was like, I don't want to cancel because I know we've done that before. (laughs) I just thought, let's just do it. We're strong. We can do this. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, it's an honor to speak to you and I'm very excited about this today. (laughs) I'm so excited to speak to you today because I know that so many of us, endometriosis, PCOS, whatever, other chronic illness um, advocates, we usually come from a place of personal experience and it almost like pushes, you know, when they say, um, there's something about the strongest warriors, you know, fight the hardest battle, something like that. And I just 
love thinking about that phrase because I feel like, you know, we get this, this deal in life and then we decide to use it and to turn it into something positive. So let's talk about you and your story, where you started and all of that. So I'm Jodie. My story starts back when I was 11. So a long, 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 long time ago. Um, And it's pretty much the standard endo story. I went to the doctors. They said, oh, it's just something that your family deal with because it was a family doctor. So they knew all of the people in my family and just sort of went, oh, yeah, all the women in your family have heavy, painful periods. Um, here's the pill and crack on so yeah I did because I just thought it was our normal and carried on and was a chef and I think I had my son when I was 26 and after I had him all of the endo came back all of the pain and the heavy bleeding and everything like that just came back like tenfold Wow. And so I went back to the doctors by then our old doctor had um had retired. So I got a new doctor and she was like, Yeah, I think it's endometriosis. You, I'll refer you to the gynae. I went to see a regular gynae and they told me to have another child to, to get rid of it. <laughs> yeah. So I went back to the doctors and said they've pretty much discharged me, but this is all still going on. And she re-referred me and I was luckily picked up by a endometriosis specialist and just talking to them and having them listen to me and let me tell my story was amazing. And just from that appointment, he went, yeah, I think I can pretty much guarantee that you've got endo. So we need to do the operation um and yeah that's where I got my diagnosis which was a long time ago now wow you know the funny thing when you were speaking I just thought about one of the doctors so while I was also in the process of being diagnosed before I had my first diagnostic surgery I had spoken to a doctor who did a scan but it was in an endometriosis center and with the ultrasound I guess they have really sensitive um, scans and mine was really severe so they could see the adhesions and you know they could see actually he said you you know you have endometriosis on your bowel as well so that's how intense or severe it must have been but I went back to my um to my CCG where which is where I am where I live so the first doctor I saw was really busy and he knew a bit about endometriosis I would have liked to see him but you know I was like okay can I see someone else in the meantime and the second doctor I saw was a write-off he was like you know what if you know I'm just going to put you on the pill and if your symptoms get better then I'll just know you have endometriosis and then we just you know take it from there and I'm like is that a cure though like is that good treatment though like what does this mean so yes I know that a lot of us experience that where we just get given the pill and that's it so you were never diagnosed officially before you had your first son right no no, no diagnosis or anything. I just, I just carried on with life thinking it was, mm. it was normal to be in pain all the time, um, which is a story that we hear a lot. 
Yeah. So when you got diagnosed, finally, what were your next steps? And what, um, how did you basically reclaim your life back before <laughs> what your mission then became? <laughs> I, after my diagnosis, I sort of really hit rock bottom. I didn't know what, I, because I was a chef and I couldn't do that anymore. I couldn't be on my feet for 14 hours a day. And plus I had like my little boy as well. Yeah. So I really, really hit rock bottom and was in quite a depressive state. And it was then that I I sort of came up with this plan that I was going to apply to uni to um, teach cooking in schools. So I was going to do a nutrition degree and then do an access course to be a food tech teacher in schools. And I wasn't even expecting to be accepted to university because like I left school with like two GCSEs like so I was not expecting to get accepted to university but I did and I did my undergrad degree in health and nutrition um but while I was there I really really learned to love like health psychology So I did my dissertation for my undergrad degree on stress levels in women with endometriosis, just on a little sample group of people in Portsmouth, where I'm from. And yeah, it went really well. We got statistically significantly higher stress levels in women with endometriosis, what we could have said anyway, but (laughs) they need the science. And my supervisor convinced me to do a master's degree which was scary, but yeah, I did a master's degree in health sciences. Um, And we did the same dissertation again, but it went global. So women from all over the world took part in it. Um, And yeah, once again, the the levels were statistically higher in women with endometriosis. And this is stress levels, right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing what you're doing is so cool like I have goose pimples like seeing research um, on endometriosis is absolutely fantastic and one of the things people say is oh nutrition you know the endo diet we all know there's no one endo diet but we all know that while we were you know fighting this battle and all of that we figured out that you know gluten isn't good for me sugar like for me sugar is like my nemesis like sugar is terrible for me and whether I eat it close to my period or weeks away from my period I know the feeling like I know that I have done something wrong um but just because there is no research in quote air quotes they say oh well you know when you ask your doctors what do you think about this they say well you know you can try it, but they don't seem to be convinced. And I think what you're doing is so cool. And what you've done in the past, like actually saying stress levels are higher in women with endometriosis is so important because then people saying it's in your head, you can refute that. You can say, no, it's not. Like there's proof, scientific proof that this is, you know, what it is. And that's really yeah really amazing so let's talk about so now I know about your undergrad (laughs) and then your master's so let's talk about your PhD which you are working on now (laughs) so what made you think of that topic I know obviously I know why it's endometriosis but tell me tell us the topic and what made you you know choose that topic and what was your journey from you know choosing that topic to finding the host organization which is the uni and supervision and all of that 
what was your path like well my path was was pretty was pretty stress-free because I'm doing the PhD with the same supervisor that I did my undergrad and master's degree with. Oh, that's amazing. Um, (laughs) I had no intention of doing a PhD until he sort of sat me down and went, I think this work needs doing. This work needs to be out there. So yeah, that it's, it's crazy having someone that believes in you that much Hmm. sort of say no you need to do this and you're the only person that can do this so you need to do it um so yeah that that was really exciting and the university completely took me up and said yep you can do it here probably because I'm self-funded and didn't need any funding oh I see (laughs) But um, yeah, so the top the topic of the PhD is how endometriosis differs in different sample groups of people. So there is a massive gap um, in the research, especially for social sciences. So we wanted to look at care and how it differs, like in area of the country that you live, whether it differs when you see a BSGE approved centre or a regular gynaecologist. We're talking about racial biases. We're talking about gender biases. So it's going to be really, really, really interesting. Um, the, the data collection has just gone live. So people can take part in the survey for me. It will be live for a little while. So it will still be going when this podcast goes out. Okay. So, yeah, it's, it's really, really exciting. And there, there needs to be more research done on the social social sciences side of endometriosis like it's fantastic all the work they're doing at the moment with the where it comes from and what drugs we can use and stuff like that but there needs to be more on the social sciences side of things talking about nutrition there's actually a phd that starts in september specifically looking at endo and diet so that's going to be really interesting when that work comes out I'm really looking forward to that yeah me too I think I saw it I saw it on Twitter with uh what's that uh Ed what's his name I don't remember his name Andrew Horn Andrew Horn yeah I remember seeing it and I was like oh I wish I could apply I think it was and it was ending like really close maybe January 27 or something like that so I was like oh this sounds it was like a call for anyone who was interested yeah. it's supposed to be a funded scholarship it was it seemed quite interesting because all the you know, doctors saying, well, we don't know for sure if nutrition works. This would like be like a good, good yeah. day. And, you know, hopefully they'll reach statistical significance, which I'm excited to say that right now because I just started looking into statistics again um, at work and, you know, doing calculating power and sample size and all of that, knowing the different kinds of tests. It's so exciting. So I feel like I know what I'm talking about <laughs> right now. <laughs> But that's amazing. Um, I think, like you said, the social science part of it is quite important. And we know that there's a lot of, you know, implicit bias, explicit and implicit bias when it comes to, you know, racial um, biases, Black people, ethnic minorities and all of that. I mentioned, I think I've mentioned this in one of my episodes before that I, well, can be certain. And that's the thing with bias. You can't be certain if 
that was the reason why the person treated you that way but i remember speaking to a nurse about my uh medication it was supposed to be the three monthly injection that you take to stop the period and she was really like why are you here what are you talking about like really rude and i was like no i know what i'm talking about have a look at my documents have like go on the system this is the drug i'm supposed to use this is why i'm using it blah 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 and I was shocked because at the end of the conversation, she actually apologized. She was like, oh, sorry about all of the misunderstandings. So it's just like, seriously, you need to do, you need to, you don't like, there's so much to learn and so much to do when it comes to implicit bias. And so it's amazing that you're, you know, looking into that topic as well. I think it would really be helpful. One other thing I wanted to mention, I've said this before, so I, you know, I can say it again. I have a particular condition called ascites. I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's, uh, ascites can be caused by other things, but ascites due to endometriosis is really blood um, or fluids pulling in your pelvis um, and just filling up there. So every time you get a period, it adds up there there's no real like explanation for why it happens it's just like yes yeah, because of endometriosis because they will check your liver function and some other things because it could be other things like cirrhosis of the liver or something like that but this was definitely due to endometriosis and I was trying to do some read reading about it and apparently it's more common in black people because even when I asked the doctors here in the UK, like, is this, you know, common? They all say it's rare. But then I spoke to a doctor in Nigeria who is also an excision specialist. And I was like, yes, I've experienced this quite a few times. So I think that my point is, this is important what you're doing. If we can understand the differences, both medically and, you know, socially, whatever, of people's different experiences, where they're located, where they're from, I think that would be really, really amazing. <laughs> yeah, fingers crossed. It will it will make quite an impact once it once it comes out. Yeah. Well, how far are you in the research now? Are you still in the data collection point? Yeah, it's it's really early days at the moment. I only started the PhD last September. Okay. So it's it's really early days. I think the um think the survey has been going on for about four days now so yeah early days yeah Mm. I'll definitely share the link of the survey in the show notes as well so anyone who's listening right now uh, if you want to help we hope you do please fill the survey and help us progress research in this in this very important topic absolutely have you experienced any obstacles so far I know like you said it's early days but you know, the process of writing a research proposal, I know you, it was not so hard because you already had people backing you, but were there any obstacles that you've experienced already? Uh, the main obstacle really is um, not being able to get funding. So we are applying for little grants when they come our way and stuff like that, because attending medical conferences is expensive yeah I've just been told that I've got an e-poster accepted at the world congress for the royal college of guy of obstetrics and gynecology okay 
Um, but it take it costs like three hundred and sixty five pounds. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, each of those conferences, all of that will add up. Yeah. 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 And this month I've been to about six conferences that not all of them have been that expensive. Thank God. But yeah, it it can start to sort of build up and build up. So getting little grants here and there will be really, really helpful as I, as I go along. You know, the BSG conference just happened a few weeks ago. Did you... Yep. Were you part of that? Were you able to? I was, yeah. Oh, I am um, jealous. <laughs> I presented some. Um, I presented a poster there as well. So wow. Masters. It was my master's degree one. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing! I'm going to do a PhD. I have to now, just to be part do of it. conferences. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And if you do it in Edinburgh, because they're fantastic up there they're doing some really really good work interesting okay do you mind telling me where you're doing yours or uh Roehampton Uni okay Roehampton Uni okay they're doing some really good work with endometriosis as well which one Oxford Oxford okay okay so for anyone listening if you want to try any of those unis if you're interested in doing endometriosis research definitely okay for anyone who is like me trying to you know go into phd or maybe not phd because not everyone has you know has a first degree or master's but anyone who's interested in research or anything about endometriosis what would you say should be like a first step or you know in going through that process um reach out to the people that are either running the PhD or the people that you want to be involved with reach out to them and because they love researching and they love helping other people research so if you reach out to them and have a conversation about what you want to do and they they will be the best people to give you advice and point you in the right direction if they can't help you themselves they can always signpost you to what you need to be need to be doing but the biggest bit of advice is go for it just just go for it if if this is what you want to do your passion will will show and you'll be able to do it yes that's for me. I'm going to go for it now. <laughs> okay. So now we've, we've gone through the PhD. I was so excited and interested and well done for all you're doing. And I'm really interested to know what happens. Obviously, a PhD is going to take a couple of years, but I'll be watching and I'll be supporting you from the sidelines. And I'll be posting it all over. <laughs> make sure you hit statistical significance again. Okay? <laughs> okay I wanted us to quickly talk about um endometriosis south coast so I know you're working on a PhD and you know bringing to the research and making a difference in that aspect but I also know that you are doing an amazing work with um your charity so tell me about endometriosis south coast what you're doing what your mission is and anything else (laughs) (laughs) So endometriosis south coast is an all-inclusive so we 
take trans people, we take cis men. We um, So we're a charity that just looks after anyone with endometriosis. We, um, we've made it our aim and our mission to educate people um, and get the right information out there uh, because there's a lot of misinformation and there's a lot people don't know about endo. They get given this big scary diagnosis and then they're left. And to me, that that's wrong because these people need to know what to do, where to go, what support they're entitled to. And that's what we do. Um, we put on webinars. We hold support groups. At the moment, it's all online, unfortunately. But we do hold support groups. Uh, when we first started up, we were doing it in person and it was lovely. But we intend to get like every month a different person on to do a webinar with us about different things. Uh, last night, we did a webinar um, on pelvic health, uh, pelvic health physiotherapy. And that was really, really good. Um, so yeah, we're just here to educate and support. I love that just because you were saying uh, the misinformation that is out there and educating, I think is the first step. Like it does yeah. so much people saying, you know, people going to their doctors and saying, wait, what kind of endometriosis do I have? Is it an endometrioma? Is it deep infiltrating? Like just having those words and showing that you know what you're talking about. Like I always say, arm yourself with knowledge and you know when you go into your doctor's office have questions that you want to ask understand it and um, I think what you're doing is really really amazing how does it work do people just you know go onto your website and register for webinars or do they have to sign up to anything or is there a number they can call if they need help or support how does that all work uh, unfortunately we've only been going for just over a year so we don't have like any phone any phone lines or anything like that we have our website where you can check out all of our blogs and all of our webinar old webinars on there if we're doing a webinar we normally put tickets out on eventbrite but then we will put it all over all of our social media channels so it gets to the most amount of people Instagram is amazing for doing that because so many people like repost what you've posted. That's fan the, the endo community on Instagram is absolutely fantastic. I love it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's just so good. We do with the tickets for webinars, they are free, but if you, we always have a little thing saying if you feel like you want to give us a donation, you're more than welcome. Mm. Um, and yeah, it's it's just we like to give people a little toolbox, a little toolbox of education so that they can pull little bits out when they need it. OK, so you, I know you just mentioned that you're on Instagram. Are you on any other socials like Facebook? Or we are on all of them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> on Facebook, we have um, our closed support group as well. Okay. And what's the name people should be looking for? Endometriosis South Coast Support Group. 
nice and easy (laughs) (laughs) nice and easy yeah we we like to make it easy for people to find us yeah Um, and it's the same on all of the other platforms just search endometriosis south coast and you will find us okay Oh, thank you so much for all the work you're doing in on all the different facets, like, you know, supporting people, doing your research, reaching out to people. That's really amazing. So well done. Yeah. It felt a little bit like I was drowning today, if I'm honest, but I got through it. I well done. It. I was trying to make sure we don't stay too long because... I know that you said you're tired and uh, <laughs> I don't want us to, I, I know when, you know, the, sometimes the energy is just, you're tired, but you've yeah. done a great job today, to be honest. And I think it was still amazing. So thank you very much. And thank Aww. you for counseling, even though you were tired. <laughs> so let's just do one final thing. And uh, I like to say, what's your final last bit of advice for any woman who, woman or girl or anyone you know who is going through pain whether they've been diagnosed or not diagnosed or they just don't know what to do what would you advise learn how to advocate for yourself that's the biggest piece of advice I can give you if if you know that something isn't right and nine times out of ten we know we get this gut feeling that what this doctor or this nurse or this scientist or this whatever is telling you something that in your gut it doesn't feel right Mm. listen to that gut feeling and if you have to go and see 10 different gps before you get a referral then do it arm yourself with a symptoms diary as well because if it's all in black and white no one can tell you that you're making it up because it's there it's in black and white amazing that's so good thank you so much jody it's been so good having you today thank you for having me getting to know you and i look forward to the amazing things you do in the future (laughs) thank you i hope you enjoyed getting to know jody as much as i did to support her work please go to the Instagram page of Endometriosis South Coast and click on the link in the bio to fill the survey titled Endometriosis Care PhD Study. You can also find the support group on Facebook by searching for Endometriosis South Coast Support Group. If you enjoyed this episode, I would really love to know. Reach out on Instagram and Facebook. You can also join our community on Health Unlocked and ask any questions or share your stories. All of the links will be available in the show notes. Don't forget to share, rate, and subscribe to this podcast. If you also have any questions to ask or topics you would like me to discuss, feel free to shoot me an email on info at notdefinedbyendo.com. I love to hear from you all. Till next time, remember, you are not defined by endo.